Welcome to the Perky Collar Radio Show, where we talk to entrepreneurs from across the globe to learn why they started their company, what mistakes they've made, what they learned from those mistakes, and they all share an incredible success story. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Perky Collar Radio Show. I'm your host, David M. Frankel. Today, I'm so excited to introduce my guest to you, who has taken the retail world by storm. Her name is Kathy Fogel, and she's a founder of Happy Cat Candles and Gifts. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. How, How are about you? that intro? Pretty good, huh? <laughs> that was a great intro. That's <laughs> right. So State, watch out. Here comes Happy Cat across the globe. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> That's exciting. <laughs> that sounds really good. It does sound really good. So kick us off with why did you start Happy Cat Candles and Gifts? Okay. Well, initially, you know, candle making was basically a hobby, uh, gosh, that I picked up in like 2004. And I would just make candles. People enjoyed the smell. They look nothing like they look now. They were just basic candles in like little ceramic dishes. Um, and I don't know, my mind started ticking. I just tried to figure out how I can make them look the way that they look now. Uh, so that kind of like put me on a journey. But, you know, of course, life always happens. Things happen and I would put it down for a little bit and, you know, kind of focus on what I needed to do. And then I would go back to it. I was always drawn back to the candle making. So in 2016, I had just um, I was coming off of a, a little health challenge and I figured I would just draw the line in the sand. I said, you know what? This is it. At this point, it's time to either see what this thing does or just leave it alone altogether. So um, I launched at the end of 2016 and um, 2017. Oh my gosh, I just wanted to get it out there. Basically, the gift shop was a whole different idea. I thought it was going to be more of a candle shop. And uh, it ended up turning into a gift shop, which I'm excited about. So makes sense. And I think the greatest takeaway from that is you are someone that didn't just have a hobby and a state of hobby your entire life and you're on your deathbed and said, I really wish I would have made this more. You said in 2016, I'm not waiting for hospice. I'm taking action now in 2016. And sometimes the naysayers say, but Kathy, it's not, not the right time. But Kathy, you should wait. But Kathy, and you said, I don't care what anyone says. I'm going for it right now. And I applaud you for that because many, many people put it on the back burner, keep it as a hobby, keep their nine to five and forever keep their dream and their passion on the side burner instead of making their full-time job and being ultimately happy with what they do every single day. So I applaud you. Well, thank you. I wasn't quite you are welcome. That did. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully none of us are. But that's when you reflect. That's when you share your regrets. Like I wish right. I would have. I wish I would have. And right. I'm just glad you can, you know, I don't I'm glad at some point, 50 years from now, we'll say, uh, when that moment comes that you never have those regrets. And I think a lot of people listening uh don't want to make that decision, don't want to have that regret, but they're just so scared, they're so afraid. Right. The people around them aren't ready to support them. So like, I just better keep what I'm doing. It's stable. It's simple. I'm in my comfort zone. I don't want to get outside my comfort zone. Let's just keep it simple. And forever they have that regret. And I, I'm so proud that you chose not to have that regret. Well, thank you so much. And you hit the nail on the head. I mean, this truly has been a faith walk. I didn't have, you know, funds to start a business. I didn't have, you know, business savvy. Um, honestly, I didn't quite know what I was doing at the time. Um, and I won the gift shop, you know, I won it through a battle of a pop-up. And I say that that came just because I got up and 
I move towards my goal. Um, just enjoying what I do. I'm very passionate about the candle making. I love my craft. And just by getting out there doing like local craft shows and things like that, that landed me. You know, I did open a small gift shop in the Noda area and pulled some other local entrepreneurs in with me. And, um, you know, we started there. And then again, I applied at North Lake Mall and I won the store initially, you know, for several months just to kind of go in and um, and learn. And it's been a learning process. You know, I, I love the folks at North Lake. You know, they kind of took me under their wing uh, and, and helped me to grow. Now, since then, of course, I've had to grow and I've had to learn. And I've had to, you know, have these experiences. But now looking back, I'm like, I would welcome the challenges all over again. I really would. Very good. Yes. Well, tell me, Kathy, because I would say candles have been around for a long time, and I've loved your candles. They're gorgeous, unique, creative, all the things a candle should be. Walk us through the differentiator. What makes your candles different and unique? Well, the thing that makes me unique is the way that they look. So, you know, my candles actually look the way that they smell. Um, I'm a visual person, and I love desserts. So, you know, I'm always drawn to dessert fragrances. So I, I really wanted to figure out, you know, how can I make my strawberry cheesecake look like a strawberry cheesecake, you know, and make my peaches and cream look like peaches and cream. So um, that's really the difference in my candles. The smell is amazing. They do smell the way that they look. So they are, you know, very fragrant. You can even just sit them around your house and not burn them because people go, oh, they're too pretty to burn. You know, I have people sitting in their house right now with candles that they are refusing to light. Um, and I said, I'm going to start a campaign <laughs> saying burn those candles. But um, that is really that is really what makes them different. You know, I do regular soy jar candles as well, you know, for people who just want to burn those and, and save the pretty ones. But uh, that's that is my niche, the dessert candles. So it's almost like an air freshener slash candle slash decorative component for your home. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure from an entrepreneur perspective, you're like, burn, baby, burn. Because yeah. the faster you burn, the faster you buy more. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> this is not a decoration. I'm not pottery barn. It's not meant to be a decorative piece. I'm not our house. I want you to burn those things. <laughs> that's right. I make them all the time. And that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's where they are, is a candle. <laughs> Excellent. I just think it's so unique and so different and getting access to all those different flavors and, uh, you know, making sure everything's unique and different. Uh, it's got to be a journey and you've mastered it. And obviously you're always finding new ways to recreate yourself and new candles and new scents. And, you know, obviously everyone loves cookies. I mean, every realtor puts cookies in the open house for a reason because that aroma is just so delightful and it's yes. childhood memories. And it makes, it brings us to a happy place. So yes. you're not only selling candles or making candles, you're bringing people to a happy place where they can relax and enjoy the aroma. Now, hopefully you don't cause obesity, of course, because a lot of them are, <laughs> Right. A lot of them are desserts. Like, oh man, I just can't smell that candy long. I go buy an apple pie. I gotta go buy a cheesecake. <laughs> right. Uh, but you can't control that, obviously. Right. But there's also things besides desserts. Don't you have other things too, as far as drinks or other things too? Mm -hmm. Yep, I do the drink, the drink candles. Um, you know, and again, they look like actual drinks. Um, gosh. I do a little bit of everything, desserts, cupcakes. I, I consider cupcakes desserts too, but I separated them. Um, ice creams and wax melt lollipops. And I mean, there's so many different things uh, that I that I do. I also have, like I said, natural, you know, soy jar candles for those who 
are my Kindle purists who like, you know, no color in them that just want them fragranced and, um, you know, natural, clean smelling scents. So those are also some of my top sellers. And I also host what I call Sip and Pour Parties, uh, which is a lot of fun. Right now, you know, due to COVID, I'm doing a lot of those virtually, but I host them for, you know, corporate events, for private birthday parties. I just did a bridal shower uh, last weekend. And like I said, those are just a lot of fun. Makes sense. It allows you to have an extension and expand the brand. It's not just them walking in your store, but that you come to them as well, which I think is great. And also virtual. So it allows you to can't smell it virtually, but at least you can see how beautiful they are. And you can kind of tease a little bit like me. It smells like apple pie in here. You guys are missing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, the fun part is I actually send them their kits. So we're oh, I, we're on screen. So they're making them with me. Oh, very cool. Yeah. So I was wondering about like Sir Tab and their kitchen classes, kitchen classes and you know, other uh, classes are going. But that makes sense. You send them a kit so they can kind of perform along with you and they make their own and they get to enjoy the aroma as well. Not just get to watch you enjoy the aroma. aroma. Exactly. Makes sense. So help me understand, Kathy, since 2016, that's four years ago. Mm -hmm. What mistakes have you made? Obviously, you, you uh, bring in other entrepreneurs, other products to join your team. I don't know if there's been any mistakes or challenges along the way there. Obviously, making new fragrances, new uh, desserts, candles, so to speak. Uh, if there's been ever been any challenges in production or smells or aromas, or I thought it smelled like this, but it really didn't smell like that. <laughs> any mistakes you made in the process of growing and scaling that you want to share with the audience? Um, and then also, what you learn from those mistakes? Okay. So honestly, I would say my biggest mistake probably growing and scaling the business was in the very beginning. Um, well, in the beginning of, of opening at North Lake. And again, you know, I'm really new at this, no retail experience or what have you. Um, I put out the call for vendors. I had some that I had started with and, you know, everyone was, was enamored by the idea of having their products in the gift shop. And I believe I just grew too fast, uh, too big, too fast. And kind of just let everyone, you know, kind of come in without really taking into, um, without taking into consideration that, you know, they may just not be ready. You know, I was still new too. So in the beginning, I kind of ended up putting my business, my candles somewhat on the back burner and kind of went into management mode, you know, making sure everyone else was taken care of and, you know, making sure things were lining up. In essence, these were small business owners too. But what I know is that sometimes small business owners aren't quite ready to, to grow, you know, at the same rate that you are. So I really had to step back for a minute and kind of, you know, put my own mask on, so to speak, before I could help everyone else. Um, so, you know, I had a lot of vendors kind of come in and out, in and out, you know, some were, were more hobby than trying to grow actual business. And I think once we kind of scaled it down to the point where I have, you know, folks who are actually out intentionally building their business, um, things started to turn around a bit. And I have to say that COVID, you know, when COVID hit, I was actually exhausted. So having that extra time at home to rest a bit and kind of gain some clarity. And, you know, I took some classes uh, through CPC um, small business uh, department. I was in the Get Up and Grow program. So during that time, I had a chance to really get laser focus and hone in on all of that to um, make the necessary changes to actually get back to 
you know, the basics, so to speak, get back to my candle making, get back to focusing on that portion of my business. Um, and now I, I, I think that was probably my biggest thing. So my, my lesson and my takeaway from that was now what I do is I have to really look at the businesses and sometimes I have to say no. Unfortunately, you know, everyone wants to have their brand, you know, in the store, but now I really have to uh, carefully, you know, select brands that are going to be in the store because everyone is responsible for, we're all responsible for each other, so to speak. So, you know, if one fails, it's like we all fail. So everybody has to be working, you know, diligently on their business, you know, to build it successfully. So that's kind of like my biggest, my biggest takeaway. And, and knowing you, Kathy, I know it's so hard to say no. I mean, you're such a warm, <laughs> wonderful person. And someone's a budding entrepreneur. You probably think of them like yourself, whether you were back in 2004. Yes. And you're like me as well. I want to give them a chance. Yeah. Like, I really want them to make this a success. And I really want to help their t-shirt brand, their jewelry business, their whatever the random hobby is. Right. I want to see them become successful. I want them to have their own store someday. Right. Maybe this is stuff that they need. But at some point when you say, okay, your stuff is selling really well, I need more. And they say, I'm sorry, I have a full-time job. I'll get to it when I can. And customers keep coming in and asking for that product. At some point you have to say, I need to find another vendor that can do what you're doing because you're just not able to fulfill the things that need you to fulfill. And that's a hard conversation to have. It is. It is. And you know what? And a lot of times, and I, I have to say, I've had that conversation several times, um, but I would say more times than none they quit on themselves before I have to have that conversation. Okay. You know, they just kind of makes it a little easier. I can't. (laughs) So, you know, and and I've gone through that, you know, on several different occasions. And when I look back now, you know, when I'm making that decision, because there are some people who, who have the potential and who have the work ethic, who really want to go, you know, really want to go do it. And when I see that burning desire in their eyes, I'm like, okay, I believe that they're going to make it happen. But I do think back, you know, in the beginning when I started, you know, running into different little gift shops with my candles in a box, you know, like, oh, you know, can I put my candles in your store? And, you know, I got turned down on several occasions. But now when I look back at that and I look back at the candles, too, I was like, oh, my gosh, they did me a favor by saying no. Because, I mean, I was still in product development. I hadn't quite figured out, Okay, well, they look good, but how do you package them? Okay, well, this works, but how long are they able to stay on the shelf? You know, just those things. So I really feel like had I gone into a gift shop too soon, I may have been one of those people who said, oh, you know what? I can't do this. Let me just pull my things out. But because they said no, I mean, I really just stayed on my journey, just still, you know, grinding them out, making them better, you know, seeing, you know, what I needed to do, figuring out how to package them, figure out how to display them, figuring out how to ship them now. You know, that was another, <laughs> that was another thing when it got time to start shipping. It's like, okay, well, how do I ship these things with them uh, <laughs> arriving intact and, and all of that. So yeah, I, I, I'm being more selective, but still remaining gracious because I don't want to just tell someone, no, it's more of like some people, it's more like not now because right. not- you're not ready. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's going to be challenging. And I, and I think it comes in a couple of different components. One is that they just can't keep up with their demand. But I'd also think there's some products that just don't move. Right. They're excited. They have the inventory. Right. They've invested time. It's their full-time job in their mind. It really is a hobby until right. it makes money. But in their eyes, it's a full-time job. They're looking for the opportunity. And here you are in a mall, lots of traffic, 
Now I just got to get you to sell it. And then if it doesn't move, you have to have that conversation of, hey, I'm giving you retail space. I'm paying for this retail space. I can give this retail space to someone else. I tell other people, no. At some point, is there a period of time you give them 30, 60, 90 days for their product to move? And if not, you have that uncomfortable conversation. Well, it's time for us to part ways. It's nothing personal. It's the time is not right for your product. You know, and usually those are the ones that I don't have to have that conversation with. Um, okay. After several months of not, you know, of not selling anything, they start to kind of get discouraged. I had one person who was just holding on and I kept having a conversation. I was like, look, you know, I don't know. This just may not be the right place. And no matter what, it's like, no, 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 I'm going to do it. I'm going to just give it time. No, I can get it. <laughs> just give it time. But, you know, <laughs> but um, I, I would say probably a good 90% of the folks um, would pull before I would have to have that particular conversation. Yeah. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear it. It wasn't as awkward and because you're trying to do a good thing for people. Right. But you hate those situational things that pop up as a result of that good thing, you know? Right. So since we're talking about situations that didn't work out, I want to flip it to and end the, the interview on a positive note. Mm -hmm. uh, share a success story. Someone that just came in and just knocked your socks off. They've blown the roof off sales wise. And they came from a very humble beginning, a hobby, and now is a part of your brand as you grow and scale. And you're so proud of them. And they've just been a huge success. Oh, my gosh. There are several that I am extremely proud of. Um, uh, I know uh, Blanket Pancakes and Syrups. They are doing a phenomenal job. As a matter of fact, they just got their pancakes. I just uh, saw them posted there pancakes are now going to be in like an own box you know the own network one of their boxes that they're putting out during the holidays is going to feature blanket pancakes and syrup um making statements which is a t-shirt brand here in charlotte she has taken off doing phenomenal things uh soleil essentials i mean it's hard for her to even keep, keep products on the shelf i mean her website is booming um organic beauty there's so many in the store who are just doing phenomenal things and sales are, you know, consistent. Um, gosh, and see, I started name dropping and now I know I'm probably forgetting somebody. Coco Cutie. Oh my gosh. She has a beautiful brand and has really expanded. She's doing amazingly. Uh, gosh. See, now I'm going to start forgetting people because I started naming. Hopefully they won't <laughs> me, but I do. I have several brands that are just doing phenomenally well in the store, and I am proud of all of them. And that kind of makes you feel great. Okay. Again, someone came to you kind of like you started in 2004, believed in you, saw something in you that had potential. You gave them shelf space, and now they their band their brand is growing, and they have a real business, which is phenomenal. And who knows where it's going to go from here? That's right. And that's the most exciting part. Mm hmm. That's right. And we all love that for each other. We are, you know, a family. Everybody is doing well in their own, in their own craft and um, their business. I mean, we share business ideas. We all give each other's tips. Um, you know, during COVID, when everything shut down, literally for the first three days, I couldn't think about anything. I was just tired. I said, okay, I'm going to get some sleep. But we all came together and I had one vendor, um, the owner of Making Statements. She said, well, you know, what if we do these virtual pop-ups? You know, and we did that for uh, several weeks while everyone was at home, it really gave us a captive audience. And on Saturdays, we just did a lineup, you know, virtual pop-ups. And that was all of us together. You know, we had to pivot. Nobody wanted to get in front of the camera. Nobody likes going live on Facebook. Even me, I, I really don't like it, but you know, we do it because we know that 
you know, we have to do that for business. Um, but that really turned uh, things around for a lot of us, which was, which was great. So, you know, just having that team in place is awesome. And that's really what we consider ourselves as a team. That's so important. And you mentioned the magic word pivot and so many companies have pivoted and doing better now than they even did before COVID. Mm -hmm. And so many companies weren't able to pivot and now they're struggling to figure out if they can stay open. And it's really sad, but they all had a choice. Right. And the entrepreneur that pivots gets stronger. They build more relationships. They, they build, maybe take a new product line, new service, new variation, what they're already doing, mm -hmm. but they're stronger now than they ever were. And that was a choice they made. And that's what kind of, it's a doggy dog world, as they say out there. And as you hit these challenges, like a pandemic, which obviously no one expected, no one wanted, right? but you know, you got to be a survivor. You got to be stronger. You got to put your big boy pants on every morning and say, you know what? I'm not going to let this beat me. That's right. And you got to pivot, got to pivot. So you're a great success story, Kathy. I'm so glad you joined us this morning. Uh, share with the audience how they can get a hold of you, where they can find you, social media, what malls you're in. Uh, if you want to give out a phone number or an email, you're welcome to. You're not obligated. Anything they can do to get a hold of you and listen and learn more from you. Okay. Well, you can find us at Happy Cat Candles and Gifts. We are actually in North Lake Mall. We're on the second floor near Belk here in Charlotte. And then we're also in Carolina Place Mall in Pineville. And same thing, we're on the second floor in the center court at Carolina Place Mall. Uh, we would love for you to come check us out. Uh, we are being, you know, mindful of social distancing and we do require everyone to wear a face mask. So, you know, be mindful of that. Um, you can reach us at 704-490-3638. That is our main line. It's 704-490-3638. And the email is happycat, and that's happy, and it's K-A-T, candle store at gmail.com. And you can follow us on social media, please, at Happy Cat Candles uh, on Instagram and Happy Cat Candles and Gifts LLC on Facebook. And again, that's cat with a K. So Happy Cat Candles on Instagram. Thank you so much, David. It's been my pleasure. I've enjoyed getting to know you and uh, watching your business grow and uh, just so proud of what you've done and not only what you're, you're doing as far as the candles, but how you're giving back to the community, I think is just something that needs to be said, needs to be heard, needs to be aware of, because that's something that most people just don't do. They kind of leave people behind as they become successful and you've done the opposite. You said, no, together as a team, we're going to move forward. And I'm going to help people along the way, which I think is just fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate the opportunity to share. I appreciate it. Thank you for extending the invitation. My pleasure. You have a wonderful day. I appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Continue success to you as well. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hi, my name is Jeff Call, and I'm the founder of Northland Scholars Academy in Wisconsin, uh, about 100 miles north of Green Bay in a little tiny town called Dunbar. Uh, it's a wonderful campus. Called, it's uh, Northland Mission, Inc., uh, which is under the it's under the uh, canopy of Northland Mission Inc. and Northland Scholars Academy uses much of the facility, and what Northland Scholars Academy has done is has, has met the need of international parents, uh, primarily in about twenty countries, whereby they're able to send their students, their high school students, ninth through twelfth graders, to our campus, a safe campus where where uh, not only they get a sound education but they have a 
great residence program where they are mentored after school in various topics and trades and skills and sports and all types of family type activities. And uh, they, they go through our program. Uh, some come as uh, ninth graders, some come as 12th graders, but they get all of their credits uh, through our school and they're able to advance to a, an elite division one school uh, around, around the country, which we help guide them through the whole process. Uh, for a lot of parents who are looking for a school that makes them an important part of the process, which we do, we keep parents uh, actively involved and, and also cares for the students on an individual basis rather than just a number where, whereby we coach and mentor and counsel and train uh, each individual student so they could be the person they need to be ready for college and ready for life uh, in various contexts. And so we do that right there at Northland Scholars Academy, an affordable uh, college preparatory academy uh, in a resident type atmosphere. Uh, that makes a difference for not only students in America, but also students around the world. If you want to get a hold of Northland Scholars Academy, uh, you could uh, go to northlandscholars.org and there'll be contact information there uh, in our admissions department or other departments. And you can reach out and, and, and talk with a number of people that could help you with any questions that you might have. Or you can contact me directly through uh, J call K A H L at northlandscholars.org, or you could call me at uh, 704-989-8517. I'd be happy to answer any questions you might have. Perky LLC is a clothing innovation company. We bring products to market that solve clothing related problems. The first product I'm going to discuss is the Perky collar. It is a collar support system for dress shirts. Don't you hate it when your collar lays flat, tucks under, one's up, one's down, totally lays flat when you wear a blazer? Well, no more. Here's how it works. Whether you're wearing a button-down shirt or a non-button-down shirt, it works with either one. Lift your collar up, put the perky collar on the collar chamber of your shirt, and then lay your collar down on top of it. Look in the mirror and adjust it so it's even from around your neck. Again, the perky collar sits on the shirt, doesn't touch your neck directly, and weighs less than a half an ounce. So virtually it's invisible and it's weightless. You'll see an amazing difference in how great your collar perks up every time you put on your perky collar. To order, go to perkyllc.com. 